Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction. Starring Score Baseball Insider Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. It all starts right here, right now, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Good afternoon on a hideously ugly winter day here in Chicago with the wintry mix out there, either an advisory or some kind of other winter terror alert, depending on where you are. We are here to deliver spring for two hours. Sounds like a Rod McEwen uh, poem. <laughs> That's where I was going. I McEwen so. or Hemingway. Yes. Let's, go, yes. let's go ahead and get dark like the skies are <laughs> out there. It's our job to deliver spring, Bruce. Two hours of baseball conversation in the middle of this afternoon. Absolutely. A weird time, but the same you know, outstanding content we hope to convey to you, our great listeners and we're still always interactive here, even though we're two to four today. Back to our normal time ne- next week. 312-644-6767. Text Matt at 67011. We will read all that's worthy on the air. Great guests for you today. Hopefully a lot of good information. And by the way, Matt, Inside the Clubhouse brought to you by Max and Benny's, the top deli, restaurant, and bakery in Chicagoland. They invite you to what they call soup season at their Northbrook location. Where most call it winter, Max and Benny's invites you to Soup Fest. Matzo ball, chicken noodle, kreplach, sweet and sour cabbage, and a different veggie soup seven days a week. Max and Benny's checklist. The best deli, no doubt. The best full restaurant, without question. The best full bakery, you bet. Max and Benny's has a uniquely special new meeting and special event space. It can accommodate 50 to 150 people, parties, celebrations, meetings, all of that. Max and Benny's is your catering king. Ask for John at maxandbennies.com for great deals. Complete dinner seven days a week, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Skirt steak, chicken, the freshest fish in Chicagoland, 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Benny's where the corned beef sandwiches are piled as high as a Chicago skyscraper. Guests on the show today, uh, Bruce, um, the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Later on, Tim Mead will join us uh, later in the show to talk about the election that will uh, be announced on the 21st. Uh, this year, it's a slam dunk. Derek Jeter, will it be 100%? We think so. He'll talk about that and some of the procedures that are going on there and also how you can uh, celebrate uh, some time there this summer with Hawk Harrelson uh, being inducted on that Saturday, getting the Ford Frick Award. Lots of good stuff going on there. Then, of course, Tommy Hadovy, the pitching coach of the Cubs, joining us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. And Brooks Boyer, vice president of marketing for the White Sox, in about a half hour to tell us a little bit about Sox Fest. As you know, the Cub convention next week. The uh, Brooks Boyer's job in recent years has been pretty challenging. Um, Now he can go ahead and promote the team 
the team is yeah. the thing. How exciting! Yeah, you know? it's, it's a pretty pretty neat moment there. As uh, as the team is the thing, and Rick Renteria was on the station yesterday and said a couple things about some newsy issues that you and I should play a little bit later on and discuss uh, with the listeners as well. 312-644-6767 is the phone number if you want to hop in. I would say do it now if you do, because we are guest heavy a little bit later on. And you can text, as always, at 67011. Um, Join Nick Costas, Joe O, and Danny Parkins live tomorrow on The Score from 9 to 11 a.m. for You Better You Bet NFL playoff preview shows. The guys will break down the games and give their best bets for listeners. Also, the show will broadcast from The Score's studios. The show is a production of Radio.com Sports. So, yeah, there's football, but baseball. Yesterday and the day before, Bruce, lots of news on arbitration agreements um, and little one-year deals that happened, including Chris Bryant at about 17.5. Uh, 18.6. Thank you. Um, Whoops. It's close. My mistake. Very close. $900,000. But the deal. reality is that it doesn't get the Cubs any closer to being to doing what they want to do, and that is to shave off some money and at the same time add on some new players. We're still stuck in the mode of... Josh Donaldson holding everything up. The Arenado noise is out there. We'll talk about it at length. And that all impacts what happens to Chris Bryant and the Chicago Cubs. So, and you still don't know what's going on with the grievance. Setting no, up. I mean. It's a very awkward time to have to be public it, with it your is. convention next week with no grievance ruling expected this week. And Chris Bryant will be there in attendance. And obviously Theo and Jed will be there in attendance. And everybody's got to dance around that, that, little, that little item. You know, everybody has their, um, their Cub, or Cub and Sox versions of the convention and fest mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, there's guys everywhere. Mookie Best. Uh, Mookie Betts is going to have to do that in Boston. Uh-huh. You know, you, you have all these great players that are being talked about, possibly being traded, and having to go to all these conventions slash fests to talk about. Well, are are you still going to be with the team here? Um, it, it is a an, uh, an uncomfortable time to be a superstar in the game of baseball yeah. and, and have. Only a year or two left on a contract. It's interesting. The Red Sox winter weekend is in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, no Mookie bets at that one. But uh, lots of other people. Jackie Bradley Jr. has got one year left on his deal. But it, it's interesting. All these yeah. these clubs, as you say, have to figure out a way to you know, do to it. The, to the Cubs' credit and to the players' credit, the only guys that are not showing up for the Cub convention are John Lester, who had a prior commitment uh, to a golf tournament, a charity golf tournament uh, for that weekend. And... Also, uh, you know, their new closer, Kimbrell, uh, is, uh, he's got a family medical situation going on, and he's not able to attend. Everybody else is going to be there. So it's, you know, regardless of whether things are going on and players are being talked about being shopped, they're all going to be there to talk to. So Chris Bryant um, comes to the agreement, uh, and and we're still waiting on what's going to happen. It looks like... Uh, the Cubs have to wait until they remove either his salary or someone else's and get below the de facto salary cap that is the competitive balance tax before they can do anything, before they can do any kind of addition. But that doesn't keep them out of trade rumors, and they were in some trade rumors this week. Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, you and I talked about this uh, before the show to talk about uh, Jeff Passan from ESPN talking about the possibility 
of a trade where Arenado ends up with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, Nolan Arenado's got seven years left on his deal, about $35 million per year. It gets a little lower at the end. Um, and as Passan described it, it would be the notion of trading catcher Wilson Contreras and a higher-priced underperforming player in an Arenado deal than flipping Bryant to revitalize a mediocre farm system. That would square in the short and long term. So that would imply to me Hayward, who's got four years at about $22 million per left, along with Contreras, um, could be one of the best young catchers in baseball, obviously, and maybe another piece, maybe it's Hap, maybe it's something like that. And Colorado would get Contreras and Hap and Hayward, and they would get some relief in terms of Hayward's deal versus Arenado's deal. It's kind of a... It's a super hopeful kind of dreamy scenario Mm -hmm. for the Cubs in which they thread the needle, if you will, of reloading instead of having to just, you know, pawn off pieces or go into something that appears to be a rebuild or a downturn. What What the pie in the sky there is, is that what Colorado needs is some kind of pitching, um, identification. They had young pitching. They pitched very well in 2017 and 18. They went to the playoffs in 2018. Uh, and then all their pitchers just fell down this year. It was mm-hmm. complete, complete meltdown. And that is very difficult. The, the more likely trade that I see out there, Matt, is the Cardinals and the Rockies. That's been hot and heavy since the Arnado. Rumors have been out there, the Cardinals, and the Cardinals just made a very interesting deal with Tampa the other day in which they lost a couple outfielders from uh, their outfield jam, a Rosarina, Randy Rosarina and Jose Martinez go in exchange for a Liberator, a big-time pitching prospect from Tampa Bay. But uh, that seems to be a precursor to something for the Cardinals. So uh, my sources tell me that the Cardinals and the Rockies have talked about Libertor, Dakota Hudson, wow, and Carlos Martinez. That's an equalizer for some money coming off of the deal, as well as O'Neill, their outfielder for Arenado. Woo, O'Neill is a is a, a valued young outfielder. Right. So that would be that would be uh, what I we've heard about some of the talk going on between those two clubs, and that would load up. Uh, would load up the Rockies to get that starting pitching back that they need and also give them some flexibility. And it would give them an automatic closer in Martinez as well. Or like the Cardinals are thinking about Martinez could go back to being a starting pitcher again. Martinez um, fairly well removed now from surgery, which is part of the reason he ended up as a reliever and closer. It's an unbelievable arm. So does he do a John Smoltz? Go going back. from one to the other and back again. Dakota Hudson had a tremendous year as a young, cheap starting pitcher. One of their, I believe, a former first-round pick for right. them. And uh, and now this Liberator. So that would be three right. good pitchers. And why does it work for the Cardinals? Because they are pitching wow. rich in that organization. Must be nice. They have a ton of young pitchers that can either relieve or start for them. So that's that's another, uh, you know, another rumor that we're putting out there because um, – you know, my source told me this is uh, something that they're talking about. So, again, could the Cubs end up with Arenado? And would that automatically, Matt, mean that Bryant goes somewhere else? Or from what I heard inside the Cub organization, 
are they considering making Bryant their everyday center fielder? Really? Bryant as an everyday center fielder? Yep. I mean, obviously, as constructed right now, they don't have one. It Correct. Would, it would be possibly Ian Happ and maybe a little bit of Almora, but he's proven he doesn't really right. deserve so everyday starts off, out there. Even if nothing's done, no trade is made, are you better off with Bryant as your everyday center fielder and Bodie as your third baseman? Oh, boy. <sighs> the problem is some of those young, cheaper guys like Bodie and Almora and Happ – do not feel like winning pieces right now. Not everybody can be an all-star at every position, mm-hmm. right? But it, but inserting those guys, like David Bodie, opening day third baseman, does not feel terrific. No, but when, if, if opening day center fielder is Chris Bryant, do you have another feeling about, uh, you know, is that more fortification? Can he handle the gaps in the big ballparks? Can he go... Uh, into the gap in left and right field in uh, cores at, um, you know, in San Francisco, some of the bigger parks. I have no doubt he can handle it in uh, at Wrigley Field. He's a very intuitive defender, very um, instinctive fielder, good runner. And will work extremely hard at every position because he always does. And he's always faced uh, situations about different positions with a lot of character, with an awful lot of enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. with no doubt in his ability to be very good at that position. But in the big picture, if let's say they win this grievance, which I think most people believe is going to happen. But we're talking about Arenado and Bryant. Well, I I don't know how you do that financially. I don't either. The only way to add Arenado with this pie-in-the-sky rumor to me would be if you are also trading Bryant for young, controllable pitchers. If Arenado comes in and you're, you're right that Hayward goes. Yeah. Then also a guy like Quintana or Chetwood must go to make it economically feasible to have both of them in your lineup. Yeah, to me, if Arenado comes, you'd be looking at both Hayward and Bryant somehow off right. the payroll. But if 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 the pie in the sky is correct and you have Arenado and Bryant, hmm. you are automatically back to being probably right there with the Cardinals as the favorite in the division. Cincinnati right there on your heels. That's the kind of um, creative, weird scenario you've got to pray for and try to make happen in this very I mean, awkward that, offseason. Wouldn't you expect that from the Chicago Cubs the way they had gone about it in the past? Mm. Not now, maybe, because of the, the money constraints. But in the past, with this window, you know they're not, they're not trading all their guys that are possibly going to be free agents by 2021. So to make the best out of that situation with – not good, but great players available for you. Would that add to the point of, you know what, they can still go back and win a World Series with this group? Bruce, the um, the rumor that you just shared about the Cardinals package, that it would be Liberatore, the young prospect they just got from Tampa, plus Dakota Hudson, plus Carlos Martinez, plus the outfielder O'Neal, that is a slam dunk great offer that dwarfs anything the Cubs could put together. No doubt. No I mean, doubt. that's that's because O'Neill has a, a chance to be a real outfield star. Right. Martinez could be your closer, as you say, day one, or you could work his way back in the rotation. Hudson could be top end of the rotation pitcher as right. a as oh, a potential. And what has Mosaic done, the, the general manager, president, general manager of the Cardinals? He has subtly uh, moved away from the Osuna contract. Mm-hmm. He has traded Martinez, who is probably going to make uh, four or five million in salary arbitration at this point. Uh, so 
he has moved away from uh, that. They haven't added any money other than the left-hander from Korea, Kim, who might make their rotation or might be in their bullpen. So there's, they're sitting in a pretty good position to yeah. add. And in recent years, they've obviously drafted incredibly well with Bader and DeYoung and guys like that and, you know, uh, Flaherty, the, the, the pitcher. Um, but they also made a trade for, for Goldschmidt. Right. For a guy in the middle of his prime. So to make another trade for Arenado right. would uh, so, stamp I mean, your face for, on this division. For a division. team that has the best young pitching, arguably one of the top best young pitching in the National League, to trade for Libertor, mm-hmm. it's got to raise your eyebrows. This is Mike in Evanston on 670 The Score. Good morning, Mike. Hey, guys. Good morning. Or good afternoon. Um, good afternoon. Sorry. Yeah, afternoon. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, with, with those trade scenarios out there, um, Guys, do you think – okay, so let's, let's just say worst-case scenario, the Cubs don't make any any moves and they're still over the salary cap, right, or the luxury tax. Yeah, yeah. right there, right at the – Why – you know, what difference would it make for them – they're going to be over it anyway. Why not re-sign then Castellano? You know what I mean? Like why? And I know there's different tiers to it, right. but – Because the, the owner will say no. Yeah, they, 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 they're going to get under that, that CBT by hell or high water. By the time it has to be reported and they've got to make the judgment, they're going to be under, right? Right, or, or right there, you know, right there where they're not, you know, if it's a, a tad under and you're at 208 or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think Mr. Ricketts has proved and his family have proved that they wanted to come here and win multiple World Series and be the New York Yankees of the National League, Okay. I think they proved that over their 10 or 11 years now as owners. Um, they, they're also a, a franchise that has spent uh, an inordinate amount of money on the ballpark and on the team to make it into, you know, the Disneyland type experience for Cub fans to go to at this point in time. Uh, they're not in the business of just continually spending money for the sake, but I think if he can be told that we can win and win big over the next couple of years by Theo and Jed, I think he'd be open to anything. So uh, uh, again, uh, they haven't spent any money last off season. They didn't rather. They haven't this off season, but there's still time. Nobody is. No organization has really shown the willingness to go over year after year after year and no. dive into the deep water of no. how bad this thing gets. You're right. The Dodgers did it for a short period of time. I think the Yankees are going to be over now yeah. for the second time in a row. Right, but they over the they've showed a lot of uh, restraint over the last few years right. in not going over. And now a team that hasn't won a World Series for 11 years, which is almost like 100 years in Yankee years, mm-hmm. they're going to win the World Series. I think um, th- this idea of being the Yankees of the National League is is a little more than they're willing to do. I think being the Red Sox of the National League and the comp being that the Red Sox right now are trying to get under as well. That right. they're, they're not. The Yankees and Dodgers are in very, and I guess Nationals, are in different kind of stratospheres, it seems. I guess, but the, the, the Red Sox won 25% of... Uh, the World Series in the last, what, 16 years? When three, four, of them, uh, four of them in 16 years, yeah. starting with Pretty 04. Good. Pretty good. I think any franchise would take that. I think, um, I, I think that Theo and the Ricketts and Cub fans were expecting to get two 
out of at least two out of this first initial blast. Two and continued success. Right. And, a, and an organization that had built up a farm system that was going to be sustainable for success. And I, now I think uh, sustainable success is clearly number one goal, even if two didn't happen. 670, the score is where you are. It's inside the clubhouse on in the afternoon and not the morning, a rarity. But here we are uh, for you until 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Brooks Boyer, Senior Vice President, Sales and Marketing for the Chicago White Sox a little bit later this hour. And continue to take your texts at 67011, your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Keep it right here on The Score. Texters getting in at 67011 to The Score. This from Disco Demolition Dave. The pot of my Grandma Mary's recipe of Jewish penicillin on the stove. Division rounds of the NFL playoffs coming up. A winter storm brewing. And Matt and Bruce cooking up Cubs roster possibilities. It's a grand afternoon. Somebody's got to do it. Folks, when I turned on the score and I heard you guys, I thought perhaps I'd quietly slipped into into a coma. And it was next Saturday morning. Glad to know it is still January 11th. <laughs> he may be right. <laughs> and, That's uh, how I felt today. I didn't know what to do with my morning. Oh, a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people were, were very I, honestly, confused. I mean, I listened to the, you know, the great gambling show that we had on here. You better you bet. But mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, uh, I was just, okay, what do I do now? Okay, I'm exercising for an hour. Do my show prep. Okay, now I still have three hours left. Yeah, uh, right, exactly. So so find other things to do. Um, as a Cubs fan, I know I shouldn't care what the Sox do, but I really have off-season envy. Please tell me some likely Cubs moves to talk me off the ledge. Well, we've been talking about it, but they're still in a holding pattern, and meanwhile the White Sox just keep going, 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 tweaking a roster. Yeah, you know, the off-season can be frustrating. It really can. Uh, you know, we, we had a horrible one last year where there was no activity, and – the Machado and uh, Harper thing held everything up for the entire offseason right mm-hmm. into spring training. So uh, this was this has been a much better year, but if you're a Cub fan, you're still sitting there on the sideline feeling left out. Yeah, um, and, and as far as the Sox go, you find yourself wondering what the year is going to bring, um, what kind of performance you're going to get out of some of those young guys, and what kind of performance you'll get out of the manager, Jim in Lockport, Frequent listener and, uh, and contributor to the show says, I had a lot of worries last year with the lineups Ricky put out there, but I'm truly excited to see what he can do this year. 2020 will be the most talent he's had to work with. That's true. Uh, is it enough to win the division? Is it enough to get by Cleveland, who's being ignored here uh, because of the fact that they always seem to be dumping out and talking about trading one of the top shortstops in the game with two years left? Uh, you know, that is disheartening in Cleveland, disheartening to hear all over the country, but they're still a very good team with good young pitching to go along with their veteran pitching. Although Kluber's gone, Kluber was a non-factor last year because of injury and they still won 93 games. They didn't make the playoffs, but 93 games, nothing to, you know, frown at. It's, it's a pretty good number. Yeah. You think uh, with Clevenger and, uh, and with Shane Bieber and Zach Plesak, right? And uh, some of those pieces, I mean, they're still, they could be an awfully good still rotation. Good. I mean, still. we've heard Clevenger's name in trade talks too, which is disheartening yeah. for Cleveland fans. But nonetheless, um, they're, they're a little bit short on offense. Uh, uh, you know, again, we'll see if they make any trades or not. Chris Antonetti, the uh, vice president and uh, general manager of the Indians, was on uh, national radio this week on MLB, uh, on MLB radio and said that, uh, 
he doesn't expect uh, you know them to be trading. So, and, and that means Lindor is there to right. start. Yeah, so, this division's going to be very, very interesting. You'll have the two pushovers at the bottom with the Tigers and the Royals, but everybody else is has got some legitimacy. I, I'm not a, a huge believer in Minnesota and the 100 wins last year. I think it was more predicated on that there were so many teams tanking American League and, and three teams that were still not good in their division. That That was basically the reason for the 100 wins. I'm not trying to take anything away from them but they, it just doesn't impress me as you know it, it could easily go to 85 to 87 wins from hmm. 100 i don't think it goes down that much i, I believe it can. I, I i apparently believe in the twins more than just about anybody yeah but I, it's a very deep lineup i know the juicy ball helped them hit what 306 home runs yeah, yeah i think that was you know they just bludgeoned people yeah um but uh they've got a pretty interesting Pretty interesting uh, bullpen with a lot yeah, of... They didn't really add much to their starting rotation. It's good, but I don't think it's great. With Rich Hill on a one-year deal and Homer Bailey. He won't Bailey. be ready till the uh, middle of the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. So so what is, what's, the, what's, the, what's the win total for the White Sox then as currently it, I constructed? It, I think it can be mid to upper 80s. You know, I think, I think it, they can take that 15 to 16 game step up. From where they were last year. If you've got the Indian or the Twins down at about 85, 87 wins, and the White Sox right there around 85, 87 wins, I don't think the Indians are a whole lot better than that. No, it could be a really great race. With some, uh, with some just right around 90 win caliber people. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that would be ideal. Uh, the White Sox, you know, again, they have plenty to prove still with their starting rotation. 670 The Score is where we are. Matt Spiegel here with you, along with Bruce Levine on Inside the Clubhouse. And we are uh, hanging out, talking baseball with you in the afternoon. Right here. <laughs> um, and uh, 67011 is how you can, uh, how you can text us. Um, make sure that, uh, that Mike's got the uh, correct information there, Bruce. Go ahead. You can, you can talk to him, and I can talk to, the, to America here. Uh, your, your idea that uh, Bruce just gave voice to of Chris Bryant as an everyday center fielder is, is fascinating. I don't know how it makes you better to put Bodie at third and Bryant in center, but the, the idea – of moving Bryant to uh, make space for Arenado is, of course, uh, unbelievable and exciting and would be uh, amazing if they could uh, ever make that kind of thing happen. But the, the money restrictions being what they are, um, it'd be, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that. R- really what's happened is that you've had a perfect crap storm of, um, uh, of a situation to freeze the Cubs right where they are in terms of, of the roster maneuvers and the, the inability to add even Eric Sogard or, or you know, a, a low-end reliever for 4 to $5 million a year until they uh, free themselves of Bryant money or somebody else's money. You are a fantastic dancer. Oh, man. You are so good. I honestly. like dancing. You, you are good. <laughs> You've done so many shows by yourself over uh, the years mm. that you're, you're really, really good at I, it. I got to tell you, you just walked away to make sure that Mike Chen had all the right information. I just went and, for a cup of coffee. But that was still a better partner than I've worked with. <laughs> <laughs> the last 15 seconds is still better than I've worked with. Let's go to our next guest right now on 670. The score joins us on the Alpamani Ford hotline. Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park. The executive vice president of marketing for your Chicago White Sox. Mr. Brooks Boyer joins us on Inside the Clubhouse on this 
dark and uh, damp afternoon to bring some sunlight to the show as well. And uh, welcome to the show, Brooks. How are you? Good. No better time to talk baseball than on a day like today. We have some sound uh, that right, we wanted sir. to play. And uh, I guess you have uh, something going on with some, some marketing of the Chicago White Sox. Is that correct? Well, that is our job is to market the Chicago White Sox. So, what? yes, we've always trying to have something going on uh, to promote the club. Let's hear something about your Chicago White Sox right now. On the south side, we have our own mentality. It's an attitude embraced by legends and instilled in the future. We play louder, faster, bolder. The only way we know how. And we don't stop. Because you never know when one hit, one pitch, one moment can change everything. We're not just here to play the game. We're here to change it. There you go. Brooks, very nice. Uh, It was a lot of fun to put together, um, understanding where we are, you know, understanding who we are at at, at this point in time. And um, it's it's great to have players that that we can put out there that can connect with our our fan base and and, and not just White Sox fans, but but fans of of baseball, uh, fans of sports, uh, fans of, of characters and 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 somebody you can root for so it's it's a lot of fun for us to 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 work with these guys and you know this this whole campaign started in the clubhouse we talked to the guys about you know what what is it that they see and and you know for for us this plan you know as 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 rick said on your show i'm sure a hundred times since the inception of the rebuild it was always about developing uh, a young core of talented players and then get to a point where they can be supplemented with with quality veterans uh, that that can put us uh, not just uh, to to talk about in in 2020, uh, but but give us a long window or a long runway uh, to be competitive to to attain the ultimate goal of of reaching and, and winning the World Series. So uh, this is just a start, and you know we 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 know who we are, and uh, the the guys know who they are, and and that's the that's what we want to bring out in them. It's um it's an enviable off season, Brooks. It's an enviable spot for you, and it's it's so interesting because after years and years of looking at a million different things, from the kids can play to uh, I mean all these different things, here you are with a team so um, exciting and anticipated right now that I think you could have put anything out there at any any thirty seconds. Choose any thirty seconds of audio and include the White Sox logo. <laughs> And uh, a couple of a couple of players, maybe show a train, like anything, and it would have been retweeted into my timeline with "Let's effing go!" By I mean, yeah. like the excitement, the excitement is pretty remarkable right now, isn't it? You know, we we presented the plan to our front office uh, earlier this week, and uh, you know, as, as I looked around, a lot of the people ultimately funnel up to to me, and you know, I asked a couple of people that maybe weren't in the marketing department, I, you know, the 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 marketing department. People may have clapped if there was, you know, cats playing pianos on there. Got along the same lines you're you're thinking because people are so <laughs> fired up. Uh, but this seems to really connect with people, and uh, you know, we really want to know. I, I, I've told this story before, but uh, you know, there, there was some guy on sports radio at some point, might have been on your show, uh, who talked about uh, Mike Trout and and how great Mike Trout is, and and, and Mike Trout is arguably the best player in baseball. And and he says MLB has a marketing problem because mm-hmm. tell me what Mike Trout sounds like, 
Right. And, you know, it kind of caught me. I'm like, I have no, I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Outside of knowing what he wants on his Subway sandwiches from a few years ago. It, 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 and, and that's what we want for our guys. We want our, we want people to, to, to know our guys, not just see them, but to hear them, to like them. And, and we have such great, as, as you guys know, you've been around the clubhouse. We've got some really great guys that are easy to cheer for that are going to have a lot of fun playing baseball, which is going to share that joy with our fans. SoxFest 2020, Brooks, fill us in. It's a little different twist, uh, Saturday and Sunday this year. Actually, Friday, Saturday, Bruce. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, okay. In, uh, at McCormick Place. Hmm. Uh, so two days. Had it wrong. 100,000 square feet of open space, five additional autograph areas, uh, one additional uh, seminar area, a lot of fun interactive things to do. Tickets are sold out for, for Saturday. Um, the two-day passes are sold out. There are some. There is some availability on Friday for fans looking for something to do from Friday from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Uh, McCormick Place is going to be buzzing with a lot of White Sox fans and a lot of White Sox talk. What's the best way to go there? I mean, is there a parking right, or should they Uber? What's the best way to go? Uh, you know, you know, parking, obviously, at McCormick Place. It's, it's one of the great convention halls in the country. So plenty of parking there. Uh, Uber is always a great option if, uh, if, if, if you're heading to McCormick place. Uh, but the, 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 the fact is, is that when, when people come out there with all the players, not only present, but former players, if you're looking for someone to talk White Sox baseball with, this is going to be your spot. Hey Brooks, um, I, I, you know, I, I've suggested this to you uh, in the past, even last year, I think. Um, uh, but the idea of playing up even more the remarkable Cuban connection that exists, the remarkable Latin American mix of excellent players that's on your team. Uh, will will there be anything more in in that direction? Uh, you know, it's so amazing when Yasmani Grandal comes here at the very beginning of the offseason. The first one of the first things he said was, "We're all here to uh, follow Abreu to the promised land." I mean, it's quite yeah, I, I, it, it's it's quite a, it's quite a connection and quite a powerful thing. No, no doubt. And then when you think of a, of a young guy like Luis Robert, yep, I mean that's and that, that, that there is this this obviously Latin flavor uh, to to our clubhouse and. You know, they, they, so many of them, you know, even, even though you know, Eloy is not, is not Cuban, he's Dominican. He plays with a, a flair and a flavor. Uh, Mancada plays with a, a swagger that is, that is unique across baseball. So yes, we've, we've looked at a lot of those things um, of, of how we can uh, bring out that, uh, that, that flavor, that swagger, that confidence uh, across a lot of the things that we do. What are some of the names that are going to be at Saxfest next uh, in two weeks, Brooks? Well, I mean, you're 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 looking at all the the, the young guys that, that you'd want to see the Tim Andersons, the Lucas Giolitos, um, you know, our, our our young guys that are that Eloy. Um, gosh, I could go on and on because we've got a long list of guys. Uh, some of the former guys, obviously Hall of Famers, Frank Thomas. We're excited to be able to honor Hawk Harrelson and in his induction uh, this summer into the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, if, if, if you want to see a, a Ron Kittle or a Harold Baines, yeah, they're all going to be there. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for, for our fans to get out there. And especially in weather like this, uh, talk, talk and interact about baseball. Now, do you have a Tim Anderson bat throw type promotion that's going to be a part of the we mix? We do. We do. You do. We, do you have, have something that actually throws the bat <laughs> off of like a bobble or? This is going to be, I think, I, I, you know, you see a lot of cool bobblehead dolls out there. 
But and I don't remember. People have to go to WhiteSox.com, look it up. Um, there is going to be a Tim Anderson bat flip bobblehead doll um, where the the bat awesome. actually bobbles. Uh, so it doesn't eject. Uh, it doesn't go know, we, to twenty feet or. He's looking at our dugout. Mm-hmm. He's looking at our dugout. He's celebrating with his teammates. Uh, but it's it's the you know it's it's those unique moments that that you try to capture that that people certainly seem to remember and. Um, you know, I, I think our our promotions uh, committee has done a terrific job of, of of putting together some really high quality giveaway items that uh, that people see a lot of value in. I mean, I, I love it. I still walk around and see a lot of the hoodies, the guaranteed rate hoodies that that we had given away last year. This year, it's going to be a vest. Um, to go to WhiteSox.com, our season ticket plans are are there. Obviously, the best way to secure the best seats. Uh, our group tickets are there, and then all the individual promotions and, and giveaways uh, that people are going to want to secure. Look, uh, Matt and I need uh, six tickets each for the, the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, um, absolutely. Uh, we, don't worry, we hit up, no, we hit up Faulkner for London seats last week. Right, we're not, we're not, we're not going. <laughs> we just, you know, everybody's just hammering us, uh-huh. you know, for these tickets. How is that going to be dispersed? Because everybody and their mother, not just in Chicago, but all across the country, want to know how tickets are going to be dispersed for a game that's going to be exciting somewhere else and only 8,000 tickets available. Yeah, it's, it's really unique. The, the honest answer is right now we don't know. Uh, even though this is a White Sox home game, uh, we aren't in control of, of the tickets of the ticket distribution. This is a Major League Baseball uh, jewel event, uh, very similar to them putting, for lack of a better term, a pop-up stadium into, at, at Fort Bragg. Right. Uh, this, is, this is going to be very, very unique. And um, I think as as we listen to people and, and, and hear people talk about the game, we even get more and more excited about it. So we're excited to find out what our ticket allocation is going to be. Uh, but I've written you guys down for for twelve. Okay, and uh, very nice. That's and just, we also want the corn. No cons- at all. We want the corn concession outside the ballpark <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the best the best part of, of of this, and obviously we've been involved in this for quite some time. A lot of planning and conversation around it. Uh, the best part is, is 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 when we had one of our first calls. Uh, we we were at, we asked a question like that. Well, who's going to handle concessions? And the the guy says, "Hey Brooks, we're right now trying to figure out how we're going to turn buses around. Not the concessions <laughs> yet. We got to figure out how to turn buses. Seriously, around. it's just yeah. one long road into that thing. They got to build a right. circle for the buses. Right, right. Oh, and I mean, I like if you look at it, you look like at a satellite map. Have some fun. Go look at that and be like, wait, how do you turn a coach bus around right there? It's, you know, and I was like, all right, we're good. Just let me know when you need me. Uh, we're working on getting a Blackhawk to take us in. So uh, we'll see how, the, how that works out. Brooks, all Mitch the best. Mitch has got that budget. Mitch has that budget. Yes, he you does. Know that. Yes, he does. He's got it. Uh, Brooks, thanks a, a ton for coming on. Uh, a lot of great things coming your way personally and team-wise. We're happy for you for sure. And uh, we'll see you soon at uh, SoxFest. Absolutely. Again, season tickets are available. Uh, call us, uh, go online. Uh, we can set up groups, all the things we can do. Mostly we're excited to get White Sox fans to the ballpark. So uh, keep the faith and let's keep going. Thanks, Brooks. And, oh, sorry. I hit a button. Brooks, what were we going to say? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, don't be afraid to change the game. That's, that's the tagline. So 
Very nice. uh, I guess I got to finish everything with that. There you go. Thanks, Thanks Brooks. Thanks, Brooks. Appreciate Take it. care. 670, the score is where you are. It's Brooks Boyer from the White Sox. He's excited. Um, and that team is pretty interesting. Uh, coming up later on in the show, you'll hear from Ricky Renteria, uh, some stuff that he said yesterday on the morning show here on 670 The Score. But, and, but before that, Tommy Hadovy, the Cubs pitching coach, is going to join us at the top. Would, would love you to kind of restate some of the stuff you've been hearing about Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant, um, those trade rumors, um, and how it could involve the Cardinals as well, because... Um, it, it's very, very interesting stuff. So we'll we'll reassess that before the top of the hour, right here on six seventy. The score. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by Northwestern Basketball. Join Northwestern Basketball at the new Welsh Ryan Arena this season. Home opponents include Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan, and Purdue. Single game tickets to see Chicago's Big Ten team are on sale now at nusports.com. And this segment is brought to you by Kenosha Subaru. Earlier in conversation uh, in the first segment of the show, Bruce, I was bringing up these Nolan Arenado rumors um, with the Cubs that would also have to include a separate Chris Bryant trade in mm-hmm. order for the money to work. And um, we were talking about it, and you were giving me the cold water dose of reality about how pie in the sky that yeah, those particular yeah. rumors might be. And, and then we went into the talking about how the Cardinals and Rockies indeed have you know, uh, interest in a possible trade and how the Libertor uh, deal coming from Tampa to St. Louis might impact that. Mm-hmm. What we did talk about was the fact that uh, would it be possible for Bryant and uh, Arenado to be on the same team with the Cubs because uh, Jeff Passan had talked about that the Cubs were talking about bringing in Arenado. Right. That's so, all. So, so the timing of that, if they were to bring in Arenado, it might it's be a, before a, they're able to trade Bryant. It's a slow news cycle day. <laughs> yeah, f- folks are running with that, though, as if the possibility would be opening day. You've got Bryant and Arenado on the team. Yeah, we've never said that Arenado was coming to the Cubs. We're reporting Jeff Passan's report of conversations. All we're talking about is I have it on good authority that the Cubs have talked about the ability to take Bryant from third and make him a center fielder. Yeah, That's it, been talked about. And you talked That's about it. that in, 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 in relation to maybe David Bodie being the starting third right. baseman or We're something We're not walking like away from anything. We're just reiterating what we had talked about. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think some people heard it a little bit differently than, um, than it was being said. I, I'm the one who got, who got in here excited to talk about the Arenado rumors, and you're like, really? <laughs> like, how, how could they make and, that kind of thing You know what? It's, it's great that people are talking baseball on this dreary day. Sure is. It's, it's, it's so much fun to think about what your team can do and if the Cubs are going to make moves. And I, from my information, the Cubs have two to three different trades that are possible to be made depending on what happens with Donaldson, what happens with Arenado, Hmm. what happens with the Brian grievance, or they could make none. That is how it's set up. But Epstein and Hoyer are not sitting back on their hands not contemplating trying to make moves. The latest um, team that I keep seeing in relation to Bryant is the Dodgers, which is fascinating because they wanted Garrett Cole. They wanted sure. Anthony Rendon. Sure. Um, they've wanted other things at third base, possibly. Right. They can so, move Turner to first. Uh-huh. You know, he's got one year left on a contract. So, you know, there's all kinds of scenarios out there. There's, there's no big-time player in baseball right now with one to two years left on a contract that isn't being talked about possibly being moved. One thing you did report um, that, uh, that that I think um, that I, I then tweeted, so if people are seeing it out there, it, it is correct, was that the Cardinals offer for Arenado, 
that you had heard about. The Cardinals have talked about okay. no offer. Okay. So they have talked about the combination of some of these young players for Arenado. So Liberator, Carlos Martinez, right. Dakota right. Hudson. No, no offer. This is something that has been conversed about between the two teams. Got you. 670, the score is where you are. It is inside the clubhouse, and these are the, 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 the treacherous, fascinating, and exciting waters of right. cold, well, of hot you know, stove. information, you know, it, it's uh, taken and it's, you know, spewed out the way they want to, and, and that's fine. We're here to inform people. Uh, their reaction, we have no control over. It's always fun to watch. Top of the hour, Matt, uh, Tommy Hadovy. Tommy Hadovy, the pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs. That's our next guest right here on Inside the Clubhouse on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download? Load speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.